Also, happy Dad's Day. I think I heard some booze. I get it, <laughs> but, but like, I could be your daddy. Man, this show was going so well, like I hadn't said anything stupid. What the hell is that? Stone on air, coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air, coming up. Stone on air. Oh, Haley Williams from Paramore. You can be my daddy any day of the week. Yes, ma'am. Welcome into the show. It is quite the off-kilter week for me. It is post-Bonnaroo, which you'll hear plenty of, and some unfortunate mishaps, one in particular that happened in the last, I don't know, two hours that really kind of screwed my day up. I'll explain it all coming up on the Stone On Air podcast. Now, I don't care about all the stuff that goes along with the summer and winter and all the different solstices and all the hullabaloo and witchcraft, witch, witchcraft boo, whatever it is, and the positioning of the earth and the stars and the moon and the galaxy. I don't care about any of that. What I do like, what I don't just like, I love is that the longest day of the year was uh, yesterday into today, June 21st into what is now June 22nd, if you're listening to this show the day that it is available to you to download, just like you do each and every week with the exception of last week as I needed a little extra time to prepare for the weekend on the farm. So from this point forward... Every day gets less light out until it gets to the darkest day of the year, which I believe is, I know it's at the end of December, I think it is actually December 21st. So we'll just hope that time slows down and we don't have to worry about long, dark days and we can be happy with the long days full of a lot of daylight, which I am always a big fan of that was Haley Williams, the lead singer of Paramore, on the uh, the main stage on Sunday at Bonnaroo, and I remember it was uh, many many years ago now, and it got some laughs, and I can't remember exactly how the interchange the the exchange went with people. We were sitting around in the in the field waiting for a Sunday show on the what stage, which is the main stage, and somebody was talking about having to leave for Father's Day, or maybe this was Saturday, maybe this was the day before, and oh, I gotta go home, because it's uh, Father's Day tomorrow, and I just, and I I said out loud something, I can't, I I do not remember what it was, so I'm just gonna make it up, but it was something along the lines of, I can't tell you how pissed off in my entire family I would be how out, just outraged I would be if I had to leave Bonnaroo because it was Father's Day. Are you kidding me? And I meant it. Again, I have no idea what I said. Caught a few laughs, 
We were all in good fun, and uh, it went on from there. But, yes, most years, Bonnaroo falls on Father's Day. So I have not done anything with my father on Father's Day for basically 20 years. Now, the COVID years, the canceled year, and then the uh, Hurricane Ivan year, I'm sure we went and got a beer or something on Father's Day those years. But outside of that, pretty much kind of been on your own there, and it is just a made-up freaking holiday to begin with, and my family is pretty good about not getting too butthurt over people missing things like Valentine's Day or whatever else there is. If there's kids involved, which these days they are, as long as they're happy on whatever these made-up fake Hallmark holidays are, then good for them. The rest of us are grown-ass adults, correct? Right? Yes? Yes, yes. So um, we can do with those days as we please. Now, Mother's Day, I've been trying to be more considerate as my mom gets up there in age. And as I've mentioned many times on this show, whether it be Mother's Day or not, my mom is tied for first. If you have the best mom in the world, so do I. She's tied for first. And um, I uh, respect that and think it should be uh, celebrated more and more as she gets older and Uh, Yes, my father is tied for the best dad as well, too, okay? so But it's not going to be celebrated when Bonnaroo is taking place. So, I I guess I'll lay out the show for you real quick. This is going to be one of the worst shows I've probably ever done. I threw it all together in the last few hours. I have been asleep since Sunday, well, Monday morning around 2 or 3 a.m. I woke up to go to work two hours late on Monday. Went back home, fell back asleep, woke up on Tuesday, just enough time to get there on time and then get home and went right back to sleep and slept again all the way until the next day, which would be Wednesday today, in just enough time to get to work. I have been asleep other than sitting at my desk at work since Monday at 2 a.m. It has been um, an exhausting week, and I was only there on the farm from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'll get into it more in the second segment of the show as I recap the festival. And then in the final segment of the show, just because I was going to do it eventually, I'm going to run through some of the Times Free Press best of the best and just have some commentary on that. If you don't have any interest in listening to that, I don't blame you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, my, my brain is not working. I'm out of ideas this week. And really last week, too, because it's always a stressful week, and it shouldn't be, but it is, because there's so much to do to get ready for a weekend when you you got to be very self-sufficient. You have to have everything you need in order to have a great weekend. Not a good weekend, not an okay weekend, a great weekend. And once again, I did just that. I had a great weekend. But um, if... As I call this June hashtag my other month, if it was graded on just the last two and a half to almost three full days, this month sucks. (laughs) But fortunately, it's not graded on just the last three days. But so I'm I'm hurrying up to get done at work earlier today, which would have been Wednesday around five o'clock. And I don't have any pre-production done for the show. I don't have any audio. I don't have the open. I don't have the rejoins, as they're called, coming back from the quote-unquote breaks I take. I know I don't need to do that, but I do a radio format-style podcast. You know that. And that's just how I like to do it. 
I had none of that done. Not only did I not have any of it done, I didn't know what any of it was going to be. And that's how far behind I am and how much I've been asleep and I'm still exhausted. And so I'm getting together the little that I have at my desk at work around 5.30 and I get a phone call and it's from the guy who is the guy. He is the guy who does everything for me who I need. He is my go-to guy. I have to answer these calls. I have to be available to this person. And his need this go-round was worse than it's been in a while. Hey, man, the Homewood Suites is out of light beer and it's happy hour. They do like a two-hour free draft beer thing at the Homewood Suites over on Shallowford. And they need a they need a keg now. Can you run it over there? Is there anybody there that can run it over there? He didn't ask me specifically. And uh, no, there's not. Everybody's gone except for one guy who's about to pull in here who has delivered 800, 900, literally, pushing almost 1,000 cases of beer all day since 5.30 this morning. He's about to pull in any minute now, and I'm not going to ask this kid. He's probably in his late 20s. I'm not going to, and he's a good worker, and I like him. I'm not going to ask him to run beer out as soon as he gets back from a day like that. Beer he will not be getting paid for to deliver. I'm just not going to do that. But since I'm in the position that I am in because of the favors that I get, this guy gave me Bonnaroo tickets that I then uh, miracled somebody else with. Just kind of a, you know, scratching back, scratching back, scratching backs thing. He just did that last week. So I grab a van and I grab a keg and I grab a two-wheeler and I drive over to Shallowford Road and I, and man, forget how heavy these damn things are. When you only pick them up every, you know, once a year or so. And I've tapped these things a million times back in the day at the keg parties or whatever. And I've delivered kegs of beer all over town before for people as favors, especially when we were, when we were downtown. And I took this thing in there and it's in this little corner under this juice machine, this little, I, this little like keg box. And you can barely get the damn thing open to pull the other one out. And of course, I asked the guy who who called me. I said, "Am I going to have to tap this thing, or is there is there a bartender that can do this? Can I just drop it and go?" He's like, "Oh yeah, 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 just drop it and go." Well, of course that wasn't true. I walk in there, rolling in. I'm like, "All right, so you got a guy that can do this?" Or like, look at me like I just said, "Can you formulate infinity?" And um, they're like, "No, no, no, no. We're you know they're waiting. You know people are waiting for their beers to be poured." So I um, I drag the thing over in the corner. I get it inside the the the, the keg box, and I grab the the CO two pump tap. And again, I've done it a hundred times. Plus, I've also done it, and it's exploded on me before. And I went to twist it, and it effing exploded all over me. Soaked my clothes, soaked my shoes, soaked my pants in ice-cold Miller Lite draft beer. Hey, guess what, everybody? I got an idea. Let's send the recovering alcoholic who is still triggered by cold, ice-cold Miller Lite draft beer. Let's send him to hook up the keg for the happy hour and 
oh, while that happens, it'll explode all over them. It got in my mouth, all in my hair. It was everywhere. It was a disaster. I wanted to start crying. I was so defeated, so defeated, knowing of how much left I had to do for the evening before I could even begin to get this godforsaken podcast off the ground and rolling. And uh, I just thought, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was like, do you have any towels? And they go bring me some towels. And I clean up off the floor. I half-assed the hell out of it. And then it was just, you know, it's like think of a movie or something when you've got one last chance. It's the Goonies or whatever, and you got to hit the right keys or the whole floor falls through to your death. And you just hold your breath and you go, and I do it the second time. I'm like, please, please work this time. Click. Snap on. Good. Tapped. Here you go. Here's your free beer for everybody. Yay. The crowd goes wild. Well, that part didn't happen. But I got the damn thing tapped. Walked out of there a sopping ass Miller like soaked mess. And um, at that point on the way out as I drove off, I, I, then I could almost just couldn't help but just laugh. Of course. Of course. That is what happened. Um, so anyway, let's see. A few things here off the top. I'll get you three pieces of audio. The worst idea, the pretty bad idea, and the um, unnecessary but the coolest thing. All coming up here in just a couple of minutes. A few things I want to touch on. I am going to uh, Nashville this weekend to the new amphitheater in Franklin, Tennessee. It's called, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Some bank is the name of it. But it's built into like this rock quarry. It's actually really neat looking kind of setup. And I'm going to see Noel Gallagher and Garbage. And I bought these tickets to go see Noel um, literally the night before I went into rehab. And twice since I got out, somebody had asked me, hey, do you want to go see Noel? I got tickets. And I said, you know, and they were trying to sell them. They, they had bought too many. They weren't giving them away. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go. And then another person asked um, who was saying, hey, I got an extra. Do you want to go? And I said, yes, well, I do. That does, I do want to. If you're handing me one over, I do want to. And then roughly about that same time, I looked at my, uh, I was looking at my American Express bill, and it looked kind of high. It always looks high. And I go back through it and itemize it, make sure I'm not, you know, going crazy. And I see no Gallagher tickets on my American Express bill. The night before I went into rehab, I was probably up until like two or three, four o'clock in the morning, just getting sloshed, bleep housed drunk. And I bought Noel tickets for this show this weekend. I, I'm sure I was just drunk, like, oh, I'm, going, I'm going to the Noel show. I don't care what anybody says. And I, and I have zero, zero recollection of that. But now that it's here, I'm super excited. And uh, that's it for me. That's going to put a, the, the wraps on June. And then I am chilling the F out. I'm going to do Nightfalls. I'm going to do Riverfront Nights. I'm going to do Free. Um, gatherings around town. Uh, I had a list of some things here I might try to run down before I get out of here going on this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to have time to do that or not. Um, I had this thing on Finley Stadium, improvements that they're planning on making. 
I don't think I will get to that either. Maybe I'll save that for next week because that's not super important right now. And then this SRO thing in Eastridge and the lawyer representing the child who is a menace is a friend of mine. I don't want to do this story, and I don't think I'm going to do it today either. But um, so there you go. There's a rambling mess of an open for the most part, and we'll get to this audio here, and then I'll start getting into the Bonnaroo thing here in just a few minutes. So first, what do I have? I have today's worst idea. I I want to read and more know but know more about this this crazy story about the submarine thing that got lost going to to the wreckage of the Titanic. I am a Titanic crazy person. I am so fascinated with the historical nature of it, the movie from the from 1997, everything, the aura, the mystique, the 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 mysteries that all come along with that story of that ship going down in 1912. I uh, I obsess over it every year around its um uh its anniversary date, which is the week of my birthday and um so I don't know enough, but I do know that this is today's worst idea. Where is it? There it is. Couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised. We can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller. <laughs> Come on! It seems like this submersible has some elements of MacGyvery jerry-riggedness. I mean, you're putting construction pipes as ballast. I don't know if I'd use that description of it, um, but there's certain things that you want to be uh, buttoned down. So the pressure vessel is not MacGyvered at all because that's where we work with Boeing and NASA and the University of Washington. Everything else can fail. Your thrusters can go. Oh, yeah, and it sounds like just about everything did fail. And there's a lot of jokes all over online about it. I'm certainly not here to make jokes about it. I'm more curious as to why this was put together at this time and for what exact reason other than rich people just seem to get bored easily. Uh, This is today's pretty bad idea. Just some dude talking about how much he likes right-wing news. It's just more entertaining to him than left-wing news. Yeah, because I just read, I only read right-wing news. Yeah. Because it's more fun. It is way more. I don't really give a fuck about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't have opinions. But conservative doomsday news is way more fun to it's read. It's so cool. It's dude. so much better. Be like, uh, so Hunter sick. Biden is pressing the nuclear launch buttons with his yeah. penis. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> then you go to MSNBC and they're like, there's not going to be enough money for the Girl Scout. <laughs> I'm sorry. I find that hysterical. And quite unfortunately, pretty true and this is the very unnecessary but coolest thing it's from a an account on uh, tiktok called we are pigs band and it is an alanis corn mashup
my God. And after this weekend, that is way cooler than I would have thought it was just about four or five days ago. Corn, here, spoiler alert, ruined in the tease, stole the weekend, stole the show as far as I'm concerned. And I will stretch out for a segment on all things Bonnaroo coming up next. Back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. StoneOnAir.com From the outside, it can be hard to imagine. Stuck in the daily routine, it seems impossible. But somewhere in Tennessee, there's a line. Marking there and here. There is where we spend our lives. But here, here is where we live. There, we are strangers. Here, we are family. Here, time blurs. Now measured in music, the rhythm of dancing feet, high fives and good vibes. The sun rises, glides, slows, and sets, and we laugh and sing and play until our celebrations wake the sun and it starts again. Here we connect 80,000 strong, a community forged in friendliness, built by the curious by the creative, the loving, built by you. Beyond description, a whole horn of innumerable hearts into something perfectly unique. There, you may be anything, but here, you're everything. Here's the farm, the family, the music, the memories, the moments. Here it's Bonner. From that peaceful kind of, let's just be honest, douchey hype video to Saturday night was the night. I've never loved corn more in my life. Wow. Was that fun on Saturday night. Another Bonnaroo in the books for me. 20 years. Yes, you've been warned. You knew it was coming anyway. That the show after Bonnaroo, I'm certainly going to talk about it. So if it's not your thing, I appreciate you sticking with it anyway. Or jumping ahead or just skipping this week all the way around. It's all good with me. So I was trying to figure out what to do this year Everything's a little different than it used to be. Live Nation now owns a majority stake in this thing, and uh, I'm just some dude now. Um, Ten years ago, I knew more people who were in charge, and I could make quite literally phone calls if I had problems with uh, check-in or credentials or access or... Um, scheduling as far as interviews and uh, studio time or whatever it might be. It was really quite literally that easy as, as, as quick as a text or a phone call. And those days are long gone. I'm just another guy who's trying to get in to do my thing. Just like tens of thousands of others 
are trying to do and tens and tens and tens of other thousands of others who are trying to do the same thing who are denied that access. Fortunately, the connections are just still strong enough that I'm able to keep that. And it's um, it's one of my favorite things in my life. And that might be pathetic to some, but of, of the important things in my life, this is certainly one of them. And I wasn't sure when to go. I don't really have any time off this year because of all my issues earlier in the year. If you know, you know. Took all my vacation time, used it all up back in February and March, and I just had a couple of days to play with. And I wasn't sure how the nights were going to go. I didn't know if I was going to be able to sleep well because of the lack of, uh, you know, drinking myself into a stupor every single night. And um, I wasn't in a hurry to get there on a Thursday to sleep in a tent, especially when there wasn't really anything that I wanted to see on Thursday. And I didn't have Wednesday off. That used to be my favorite day of the year was Wednesday before Bonnaroo when you could walk the grounds before anybody was allowed in. A lot of that's different now. More people actually are allowed in. So I don't know if it's as cool as it used to be. And also, I've done it so many times now. It's not that interesting or important anymore. So I just decided I'm just going to go and make it a full traditional three-day festival. I'm going to go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they even moved where our check-in is to like 10 miles away from where the festival is. I won't bore you with all that, but that took me... Some time, the GPS was all jacked up in Manchester, but I finally was able to get checked in and make it in by about 2 o'clock on Friday, and the weather for Friday and Saturday was perfect. I mean, it was hot, but who the hell cares? It was not even that hot. It was mid-80s, maybe. I don't care. You know, Heat does not bother me until it gets into, the, like, the upper 90s, and then, you know, it's impossible for it not to bother you a little bit. But it was very, very, very comfortable for my liking the first two nights. And exactly what I wanted to do was get in there, find where I was going, set everything up, takes me no time. I pack light and, and very efficient. And uh, met up with a couple of people and did a little bit of a walkthrough and went to my first show, Matt Mason, just like I planned on doing. Saw the full set, was able to get right up front with the uh, the guest pass. Sometimes we'll get you into the side section of the stage. Sometimes it won't. Just depends on what's going on. That day it did. Fun, full hour show. Then take a little bit of time off, cruise around. Then went to see Portugal the Man on the greatest sounding stage in the world, the what stage, around 6.30 or so. And that lived up to every bit that I hoped that it would. Portugal the Man is a fantastic rock and roll band that I don't know why it took me so long to fully appreciate and embrace their music. Now, I have for the last few years, but about four or five years ago when they really hit with radio hits, I had never heard of them before, and they had been around for years at that point. And uh, that was a um, fun, fun day. So that's about it. That was about it. Did that full two shows and then got settled in for the evening. Saturday was absolutely loaded. Got together with uh, the What Podcast guys, uh, Lord Taco and uh, Barry Corder, and we did a couple of interviews. I just helped run the sound on it and check the levels. I don't uh, have a lot to do with that. I'm just there to help. They help me. I help them, that kind of thing. 
Didn't have a lot on the uh, schedule this year. We we got a band called Angel Saint Queen. Still not familiar with their music today any more than I was over the weekend. And then another band called The Sacred Souls. And <clears throat> both of those went well. And you'll have to excuse my voice. It's still a little raspy and cracking here and there. We're just going to have to deal with it. Um, but that was um, fun to, to do just for about an hour and a half, two hours or so. At that same time where we were working doing that, across the way in the in the press tent, Cheryl Crow was was doing a presser. So I went to that. Didn't get into the sound. I wish I did. I would have used it on the show. I'm sure she didn't say anything that was really overly that groundbreakingly interesting. But it was sure fun to see her. She is one of the most pretty women in the history of the world. And uh, it was not long after that that I went to see my first full set of the day. And it was Cheryl Crow. I don't care what anybody has to say. She is fun every single time. She does exactly what she's supposed to do. She plays the set. She plays songs people know. She makes people happy. She does it quick. She does it to the point. She doesn't screw around. And she gets off the stage and boom, there's your hour of music uh, to start the day. After that, I started doing a little bit of bouncing around. Um, saw a, a band called The Band Camino. Never heard of them before this uh, weekend. And that's what is so fun about Bonnaroo often is if you if you find a stage or a tent stage or anywhere where there's a performance and it's, it's not that crowded and you can just get a good spot, you might as well. I mean, why not? Especially if the sun's not baking you, which on this day it wasn't. And I saw about 30 minutes of that, and that was a nice find. And I had heard my friend Brad Steiner from also the What Podcast and many radio stations. He's in New York now, and he wasn't able to make it this weekend. But I text him, and I know that he did an interview with Noah Kahn the other week. The same week he did that interview, he did one with Hozier as well. Uh, he interviews top uh, artists pretty regularly. And I said, hey, Noah Kahn is uh looks like i'm gonna be able to make it for that should i do that not just not because you think it's great you think i'll think it's good or even great and he said absolutely yes do it so i went to uh that was on one of the tent stages now these are huge tents but they're still sm way smaller than the main stages and this was the biggest overflow crowd i have ever seen at one of the tent stages it was so far flowing out it was it was insane. It was ridiculous to even think you were going to be able to even see the show at all. These tent stages used to have screens on the outside of them. For some reason this year, they removed those. There was a lot of complaints on Reddit and other socials saying, the hell are you doing? Especially when some of these were, many of them were at big overflow crowds. So was it good? I don't know. But I was standing next to this, you know, tree. So kind of like just leaning up against it. And I look over to my right and there's this guy in a Braves jersey. And of course, all right, so I'm going to start up some Braves conversation if this dude indeed is a Braves fan, which he was. And it turns out he works in the liquor distribution business in East Tennessee. Now, there's a big difference between the liquor distri distribution business and the beer distribution business, but not um, that big a difference is in some angles. You know, they work in concert in a lot of ways, 
and I'm familiar with many of the companies and he's familiar with many of the beer companies and some of the names that might matter. And so we had plenty to talk about for a while. So I enjoyed that conversation. Couldn't tell you the guy's name. We'll never see him again in my life. At some point throughout the uh, day, and I missed on on the, I, I skipped over on Friday. I also saw, uh, what is it? Wolf Peck. Wolf Peck. They're one of the top names on the list for that day. And uh, Sylvan Esso, I think I'm saying that right, and Morgan Wade. Morgan Wade's the one I saw at first on Friday before Matt Mason. I thought Morgan Wade was some kind of crappy country singer. It turns out she's a tatted from head to toe, not even close to country singer. And it was actually uh, pretty, pretty darn good. So I did that. Uh, over the course of those day and a half. Let's see. Ones that matter that people care about. Um, So I told you last week I was going to do Tyler Childers and give it an entire set. And I did just that. And I was listening to him a lot leading up to the weekend and started to realize it's like it clicked. I'd been listening off and on for the last however long, you know, month, two months, just here and there. Going to make it, you know, running to work, running down to the store, running somewhere around town. I'm going to put on some Tyler Childers, right? And um, and it's, yeah, it's fine. It sounds fine, right? It sounds good. It's okay. It's good. But once I started to get it, it clicked. And I was like, this guy is not just good. This guy is great. And he was on the second stage, the witch stage, which is much bigger. Every year it gets bigger. And damn it, if everybody else didn't seem to want to go to this show as well. I was not able to get positioned like I would have liked to. But I did go for virtually all of it. And heard what I needed to hear. And the only problem with this show on this stage is that he often can get awfully quiet if he stops playing for a minute and talks for a few minutes, which he did a few times because he is a singer-songwriter type. And if any of his music starts to get real low in volume, the tent stage that's really close to the witch, the same stage that had corn, it's very close, there was major bleed major bleed over and that was really annoying and once you're to a position around here that you're at least satisfied with you're gonna waste a lot of the show trying to reposition I mean you can certainly not out of the question but if you're if you know and you hope anyway you're hoping that that the volume picks up and the pace picks back up that it'll drown out that tent stage then you're going to be okay and that's exactly what happened but a couple of different times I was like ah Jesus this you know he needs I wish he was on the main stage where the main stage gets no bleed it's completely positioned away from everything else going on you never get interruption you never get bleed on the greatest stage in the world the what stage but he was not on that one this night and so that leaves the final two for the night And then I'll wrap up Sunday as quickly as possible here. And it's my morning jacket at at, at midnight or 12.30, 12.15, whatever it was. And it was corn 
at 12.45. And I'll be damned if Corn didn't absolutely, I'll just use cliche here, blow the roof off the place. They absolutely did. They didn't dick around either. They came out and played a thrashing, thrasher, banger of a festival set. Everything, everything you want to hear. I don't know the names of any of these songs. I want Freak on a Leash. I get it. Got, got the Life. Whatever the names of some of them are, I know. But I was never a fan of this band. I thought they sounded stupid, made weird noises, too much roar and too much baka all that kind of nonsense when I was a kid. But they, I always did appreciate the melodic rock and roll nature of so much of that music. It would go from a thrashing headbanger to a really well done melodic chorus. It was, it, I knew I liked some of it. I didn't know that I was going to love every second and wish it would never end and continue to push closer and closer. Not so close that the mosh pit was going to get me, but I did get banged around a little bit. And if you happen to see any of the stories on uh, you know, on Instagram or whatever, there was one or two where it was like I had my phone up in there and it was like, <laughs> like I can't I can't hold anything straight. And it was the talk of the town. It was a talk at camp, at my camp anyway, and it was a talk of almost everywhere I went the next day early on on how great it was. Um, Then, so as I mentioned, that stage is so close to that other stage, The Witch, that uh, Childers was on. Well, that's where my morning jacket was. And they were scheduled to play until 2.30 in the morning. Turns out they played till 3.30 in the morning. And I went over there. And thought, okay, I'll watch the end of their set. Watched for about 30 or 40 minutes. They played one or two songs I know and like, okay. Uh, As I walked up, they were playing Feeling Alright, the original uh, Traffic song, but better known to everybody by Joe Cocker. Feeling alright, alright. I'm not feeling too good myself, that song. Uh, You know, good enough cover. And they just wouldn't stop. And they just kept playing. And I just got, I was tired. It was now like two, it was going on three. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And um, and many of the people I camped with, uh, I, I liked their very simplistic, but probably very true derogatory uh, band name for them, My Boring Jacket. I think that's that's accurate. I later looked at the set list for the entire thing, they played about twenty-five songs, and they're and they're super fans. Are, I'm sure loved it, but um, they they're boring. They really are. And they once again they didn't play my favorite song. I'm amazed. How are you going to play an almost three hour set from twelve till three something three thirty in the morning and not play one of their more popular songs? Why? I won't even complain. My my boring jacket is what I will call them for the rest of my life was able to actually get some sleep that night kind of sorta and uh then sunday i was just on fumes i saw a little bit of the revivalist i walked by the pixies it was an overflow crowd i caught some of marcus mumford but you want to talk about a lullaby set um i was an earshot of paramore that's my big regret on sunday is not seeing paramore 
Haley Williams is a firecracker, brah. She is so hot, and that band is so good. I saw their full set on that stage in 2018. I've told the whole story about hanging out with some girl from Miami who was on acid, dressed in like basically nothing, who was really into me for the about the hour and a half we watched Paramore. So I've always walked away thinking, man, Paramore is great. Well, no, the half-naked on acid girl from Miami thinking you were great was really what was great. Um, none of that this go around, but I was, I, I didn't get in that mess. And then by the time Foo Fighters were going on at almost 11 o'clock Eastern, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I left. I left early. I'm not proud of it. I was going to stay until their final note, or at least until like the first full two thirds of the set. And then whenever I just couldn't take it anymore. I was going to head home. And as I walked to the gate to go in, the the line was a little longer than I wanted, and I'd already done a bunch of pacing around. And just trying to, like, you know, trying to make sure I didn't make the wrong decision. And when I got to the line to, to go into the, to the venue, it started raining. And I didn't have my poncho. And it now, it didn't, the rain didn't hold and it stayed a dry show for the most part. But by the time I got home, I was texting with people who were saying, who were either there or watching it on uh, Hulu and saying they were shocked at how boring the show was. And I looked at the set list and it's the exact same set list that they're playing on this entire tour. The jokes were the same. First of all, Dave Grohl's not nearly as funny as he thinks he is. And I'm not trying to sound bitter guy because I didn't see the show, but I am getting pretty tired of the Foo Fighters. I am. And Haley Williams came out and played my hero. Who cares? My hero sucks. Everlong is a masterpiece. The song sucks. Two or three, well, I'm just tired of it. It doesn't suck. Two or three of the new songs, Shame, Shame being one of them. I can't remember the, remember the name of the other one. The songs suck. They only played about three or four that I would have really, you know, that would have been bangers for me. It was the best decision I could have made to get home by still not until about 1.30 in the morning. And so I thought I was doing something that I would regret terribly, and it turns out, that was not the case whatsoever. I'm going a little late here on this uh, segment, just in case you wondered. I'll go uh, this best of the best thing I barely care about, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. And then two of the other things I wanted to uh, discuss of the weekend. So that's all the music for the most part. That matters. I found the Soberu people, and this is a pretty big uh, organization. They don't do just Bonnaroo, but this one in particular is for Bonnaroo, but there's they're at all the jam band shows and 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 many of the well maybe all of the rock shows for that matter where imbibing and alcohol and drugs is what most people do and they're there to try to spread awareness that this is not something you have to do and this is something I plan on making it part of my lifestyle for the rest of my life and I I hung out with the Soberu guy and gal for a while talking just gave them my story they gave me theirs took some pictures, and I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. And I talked to him about possibly, you know, on a volunteer basis, joining the organization to some degree. 
And I'm always looking for an angle. I'm always looking for a way in. And if this is a another avenue for me to potentially work my way in as a vendor, as a media member, as, as a guest uh, to different uh, events and festivals, well, why not? Also, all the while, doing something that I believe in because I... I just proved it. I knew I could do it over the weekend. Staying sober and going to Bonnaroo is totally fun. It's totally fine. It's completely awesome, actually. And I would love the opportunity to spread that message all the while getting vendor and and guest and um, exclusive access that I still have now, but you never know when that kind of stuff might dry up, and it's always good to have options. So I've got that in the in the future. And then another one I didn't talk to them about this as much, but still something worth um, mentioning and discussing is, uh, what is it called? The Art of Living. I think it was at The Art of Living. And it was in that same general area. And I was talking to the lady the day before, and she said, we do guided meditations every day. Well, I didn't know what a guided meditation was. I barely even know what meditation period is or was prior to this year. And when I was in rehab, we did guided meditations, not every day, but almost every day. And many times, especially because I was in an environment where I didn't really have any choice. Like I could have been like some of the other a-holes in there and slack asses that just slept through it or didn't really do it. But as I've talked about many times on this podcast, in reference to my, my rehab earlier this year, if you're new by chance today, there's several episodes that talk at, about it at length, almost too in-depth for maybe the liking of some of the people in the recovery world. But um, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it my all. I, I'm, I'm not going to be me. I'm going to stop being me for a minute, and I'm going to let this, whatever this is, take over. And so I understood that a guided meditation is actually really, really nice. And so I came back when the next one was scheduled and did a guided meditation at Bonnaroo. I've been going for 20 years. You think at any point in my life I would have stopped what I was doing to go sit around and listen to a bunch of hippy dippy yuppie duppy types, you know, walk me through a guided meditation? Hell no, I wouldn't have. And in this moment in this instance I was absolutely um uh, uh ecstatic I was excited to do it and it wasn't very long it was about 20 minutes or something like that uh they're just trying to get the message out there and get their uh you know their uh name out there and so but those were two of the more um I don't want to say fun things but two of the more um interesting things I did uh over the course of the weekend and it was uh it was glorious Another wonderful weekend on the farm. And uh, I'm joking about all this. It's been terrible since, but I'm actually not. It's just been crap. Uh, but I'm going to do the Noel show this weekend, and then uh, I'm just going to sleep for a while and rest and, and do things that don't cost a lot of money. But Bonnaroo, once again, is um, over in the books. And they, you know, I don't know if it was a real sellout or not, but there were 70 to 80,000 people there. And it is just, it is another place. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. If you don't want to, that's fine. 
I suggest everybody give it a try once, but it's certainly not for everybody. There's no doubt about that. It is not for everybody. And I cannot believe there's never a time in my life where I would be saying that corn absolutely blew my mind and made my weekend, made my June, might have even made my year. Yes, the band Corn was absolutely wonderful, wonderful time. All right, so I'll wrap it up right there and give you just a few minutes of some of the best of the best from the Times Free Press and just my thoughts on some of it. It, it doesn't mean anything, but we'll do it for about 12 minutes, minutes or so, and I'll do it next. Press Digital Replica makes getting the news you need easier than ever. To download today's paper, open the Times Free Press app on your device and log into your account. An image of today's edition's front page, as well as those for previous days, will appear in reverse chronological order towards the top portion of your screen. Tap on the image of the desired edition, then select the option to download the full issue. To see older editions, simply return to the app's home screen and swipe left to scroll through the previous editions. To select an edition from the calendar, tap See All to the right of Latest Issues on the home screen, then tap the three dots in the right corner and Read Newspaper by Date to select a specific date. Downloaded editions will be stored on your device for quicker, more convenient access. Did you get all that? I, that's all I could find. In case you wanted to pay the 35-plus-odd dollars it is for the digital access to the Times Free Press, I don't suggest you do that. It's a crazy price. I, I still like the Times Free Press. I don't know if it just goes back to 20 years of using it as an information source. And somehow I get it free. So as long as I get it free, I'll continue to use it as, a, uh, as an information source. Not a sole information source but this is garbage along with Noel in Nashville Franklin to be more exact on Sunday a couple of things going on this weekend here though uh, the last call at the office that smoky bleep hole at the uh, city cafe if you want to listen to some bad music and smell like camel menthols or camel lights or camel filterless or whatever it is uh, you can go there this weekend for the final time till 3 a.m. Nightfall has my guy, um, uh, TJ, his uh, latest band, Red Pawn, will be opening for a band called Ping Rose, I guess. If I can get out of work on time, TJ, I'm going to try to make it to see Red Pawn on Friday night. The Food Truck and Craft Beer Festival is in Coolidge Park. I will not be paying money to eat uh, food and uh, drink beer because I don't drink beer, but I certainly don't understand when you have to pay money then to go eat food. But that's at the uh, Coolidge Park. 
CFC's in town, 7.30 on Saturday. And then I don't know what the deal with this is and why it's happening, but a friend of mine's playing, so I'm going to tell you what it is. Summerween on Patton Square, uh, Georgia Avenue. You know where I'm talking about. From 6 until 10, Saturday, celebrate Halloween in the summer with live music, fire dancers, uh, magicians, and eclectic bunch of vendors there will be a watermelon carving contest watermelons must be pre-con what the hell and a costume contest for children and adults um i don't understand who why what or any of this but my uh my guys the world leaders a band that most people have never heard of um guys that i've jammed with many times playing music with over the years they're fabulous and they're going to be playing um saturday evening i don't know like at six o'clock or something like that so i i think it's all free if you want to go see some good music that's something you can go do or don't whatever i will be gone in a national by that time so the best of the best is happening with the chatting of times free press one of their last few last ditch efforts to make any money doing anything and i just wanted to run through some of these here for just a few minutes um, columnist reporter uh, David Carroll, one of the most overrated voices in the history of uh, Chattanooga media, once again will probably win. Uh, Mark Kennedy, I know his work from the Times Free Press. David Carnes, like David Carnes uh, quite a bit, actually. He is a meteorologist, I thought, but maybe he's doing regular news as well. And then a couple other names I've never heard of. Local radio station, The River 1049, barely know what it is. J103, yeah, because lots of people listen to that. 88.9, Moody Radio Chattanooga. Has anybody ever heard of such a station? And then Sunny 92. I hope Sunny 92 wins because I like those people, but seriously, one of the up for station best of the best is 88.9, Moody Radio. All the typical ones for local TV news. Don't really care what you go with on that one. Weather reports, same deal. Local band. All right, here's another one. Days of Deception. Days spelled with a Z. How creative. Never heard of them. Flash Drive. Never heard of them. Priscilla and LOL Ricky. Never heard of them. And then the Beaters. Did they play the Beatles or something? They're, they're an old guy cover band of sorts. And then Strung Like a Horse. Well, Strung Like a Horse is the best band in this city. So this shouldn't even be like a nomination list, especially with bands I've never heard of, and I keep up with the scene. Uh, nonprofits, these are worthwhile ones to take a look at, to vote for if you want. Uh, Humane Society, Creative Discovery, uh, McKamey, Chattanooga Food Bank. Radio Personalities, Mo and Stickman. I think that's US 101, not entirely sure. Donna Christian from Big FM 106.9. Not only have you likely never heard of her, you probably haven't heard of 106.9 Big FM. Uh, also from J103, Ted Gok, Gook, Gok, I don't know. Tom and Tammy morning show, don't know what station. Don't know who Tom and Tab it's Tabby. Sorry, Tabby. And then Gino D from Hits 96. Uh, TV personality. Oh, there's our guy David Carroll again. Whoa, I can't wait to see him win, probably. Cindy Sexton. James Howard. That is a buddy of mine. Hope James Howard wins that. 
and a couple others I've never heard of. What else? What else? What else? Um, let that, 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 uh, all right. Hotels, the Edwin hotel, nice looking place. Never stayed there before. The Reed house, the Weston, the dwell hotel and the Moxie. Eh, those are fair enough ones to choose from. Never stayed at any of them before, but I've been to all of them at some point. Um, the Moxie is a fun place to go get a drink. The Reed house for its historical nature. Don't really care where it does or doesn't go from there. Local event. Well, it's somebody from J103 is all over the nomination process. Local event, J-Fest, Chattanooga Market, Palooza, Rock the Riverfront, and Chattanooga Comic Con. All right. Local event, Chattanooga Market, fine. Chattanooga Comic Con, fine. Okay, I'll give you J-Fest. But on local event, no Riverbend? No Moon River? Excuse me? Baking powder? What? Give me a break. Uh, tourist attractions are all the same ones you would expect. Aquarium, Rock City, Ruby Falls, Chattanooga Carriage Company. I guess that's the horses out there, right? And uh, let's see, let's see. DJs, never heard of a single one of them. Weekend getaways. So, I mean, you would think they would be in town since this is a Chattanooga thing. One of these is. The rest of them are not, or I don't know for sure, actually. The Reed House, first of all, is that a weekend getaway? Blue Ridge, Georgia. It's just a place in Georgia. Dollywood. The Gardens in the Gorge. I don't know what that is. Is that in the gorge down at the bend here in town? I'm not entirely sure. And then the Gatlinburg Skylift Park. Excuse me if I don't care anything about that. And just a couple more minutes here. Restaurants. All-around restaurant. Radizio. Amigos. Countryside Cafe. Common Table. And J. Alexander's Restaurant. First of all, let me just give you an insider tip. I have been working in the beer business for over 20 years. And every single person who's ever delivered in the back door of Jay Alexander's has told me, this is not an exaggeration, for 20 years I've been told, if you eat at Jay Alexander's, you should be terribly concerned about your health, about the disgusting nature of their kitchen. For 20 years I've heard this. So let's pretend like that's not a thing. And we're still going to say Jay Alexander's over on Gum Barrel, or excuse me, by uh, the mall off Shallowford is one of the best all-around restaurants to be go up against monsters like Amigos Mexican Restaurant and wherever Countryside Cafe is. Give me a break. Uh, barbecue. I don't know what good barbecue is. Choo Choo, Ribbon Loin, Edley's, Buddies, uh, Barbecue, Barbecue that's over by uh, the Yellow... Racket Records on uh, Main Street. Uh, Breakfast, Aretha Frankenstein's, perfectly good nomination. City Cafe Diner, place sucks. Bluegrass Bluegrass Grill is good. I've eaten there before. First Watch, never heard of it. Daily Ration, they're fine. But you're going to tell me on this also, Longhorn, downtown, just across the river, is not on this list. Thanks, but no thanks. Don't care anything about any of that. 
brunch. The uh, best brunches in town. The Big Chill. No chance. Big Chill sucks. Uh, first Watch. Still don't know what it is. Stir. I'm sure they have a fine brunch. State of Confusion. I'm sure it's fine. Daily Ration. I've been to brunch there. It's fine. But The Feed has one of the best brunches in town. Not on the list. And what else here? This is uh, Carry Out. I think it says Dishin' with Dawn. Don't know what that is. Toto. Olive and Oak. Charcuterie. Champies. Uh, chicken wings, champies, buddies, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So if you feel like wasting your time with the best of the best for the Times Free Press, by all means, go ahead and participate. But it's just a big ad campaign for local companies to say they've won big awards and then they get full page ads and billboards and price breaks and it's all worked under the table. And I'm not saying it's rigged, but it probably is. And um, why do I waste a segment on it? Because why do I do anything? And my voice is not holding up. I haven't had dinner yet. I still have sticky Miller Lite beer all over my hands and arms from earlier. And it is time to call it a night. I will try to uh, have a better show for you next week. A little bit more, co- a little more coherent. Maybe a little bit more uh, effort put into it. We'll see what happens between now and then. As hashtag my other month, June, is still continuing. Still almost, well, about a week and a half left. And then it's time to just chill for the rest of the year. Thank you so much for finding the show. And I'll talk to you again soon. All right? See you later. Bye. Bye.